The market continues to move higher. Big earnings out of Amazon and Google. And is Rocket Companies a buy? This is the Running With Money podcast. Let's get into it. And the markets are, well, just slightly pushing higher, at least on the NASDAQ and S&P 500, with the NAS currently up 13 points, S&P 500 up four, all the while the Dow Jones is down 43, and the Rust 2K is down 14, with the VIX down 5.79%. My, oh my, what a week already. We have huge announcements out of Amazon with Jeff Bezos stepping down from his CEO position. Um, Not only that, but a solid beat on earnings out of Amazon and Alphabet, some big analyst calls and much more. So shifting in to the news, uh, COVID-19 numbers, well, they continue to rise, unfortunately, and that is pushing, well, the country further and further or pretty much still at a standstill in half lockdown, half not lockdown, whatever you want to call it. We have vaccines rolling out, rumors of possible vaccine shortages now, which is crazy to me, but um, we're just getting a bunch of news from all over the place, a bunch of government deals going down when it comes to who, you know, power shifts from Republicans to Democrats, all that, yada, 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 Um, but we're here to talk about the stock market and stock market news. Taking a look today, you know, those those short squeeze stocks, as we called them, the GameStop, the uh, AMC, they are slightly up today after days of pulling back. GameStop losing like 70, 80% of, off its highs. I mean, just huge moves out of these stocks. They're now rebounding slightly, um, but I, I don't think there's much of a bright future for these stocks. I think they probably revert back to the levels they were at um, in quite quickly, you know, quite quick, um, a, a quite quick fashion. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, but either way, we got to dig into some of the biggest analyst calls and well, there weren't many today, but there were a few, uh, and what we had was an upgrade on Amazon with a price target of $5,200 from 4,000. That's big. Um, we got a down, you know, a 3M upgrade. We got a downgrade on Beyond Meat, which I actually, you know, agree with. Um, but, you know, I take a look at the overall market today and a lot of these stocks that had great earnings and a lot of these companies that delivered solid numbers, you know, same, same, uh, they're not performing well today, um, but I do see uh, a Google performing well versus an Amazon not performing well when Amazon had terrific numbers. So right now we are going to dig in to those numbers. We're going to dig into them and we're going to see what's going on. So leading off with Amazon, and this could be a reason as to Amazon is kind of seeing, you know, some weak numbers right now is we take a look and already the main headline out of last night when they reported was that the CEO, Jeff Bezos, will transition um, to the role of executive chair and step down as CEO with Andy Chassie uh, to become the chief executive officer of Amazon. That is a big change in leadership. Um, supposedly, this is going to happen in Q3. So it'll be very interesting to see how this transition all plays out. Um, so that was definitely, I would say, a reason why the stock is not reacting because if we take a look at their earnings numbers, they were terrific, um, and therefore, I believe the stock would be up if it weren't for that change in leadership, but it's really not surprising to see. Jeff Bezos has been around forever um, at Amazon, and he has so many other companies to focus on uh, at this point. You know, he's in the space game going against Elon Musk. Maybe he's going to focus on that. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Jeff Bezos, but 
we do know that he is, you know, taking off a little pressure from Amazon. And um, I was surprised at first, but now looking at it all, um, I'm not real surprised. And Andy Chassie um, sounds to be an excellent uh, replacement for Jeff Bezos and will likely lead the company in the same manner uh, to even more success. But digging into the earnings, operating cash flow uh, increased 72% to $66.1 billion. That's much better than the 2019 level of $38.5 billion. Uh, free cash flow also increased to $31 billion, uh, and that is much better also than the $25.8 billion uh, just, you know, last year. So excellent numbers out of Amazon. Uh, when it comes to net sales, those increased by 44% in the fourth quarter alone by 100 to $125.6 billion. Um, and that's a lot better than the $87.4 billion that we saw in the fourth quarter of 2019. Now, taking a look at operating income and, you know, net income, we also see big increases. Uh, operating income increased to $6.9 million, billion, um, much better than the $3.9 billion we saw in uh, Q4 2019. And then net income also increased significantly uh, to $7.2 billion um, from $3.3 billion uh, in Q4 2019. So extremely good numbers out of the fourth quarter for Amazon. Now, it also closed out the full year 2020. And if we take a look, net sales throughout the whole entire year increased 38% to $386.1 billion. That's way better than the $280.5 billion in 2019. Now, operating income also significantly improved, darn near doubled to $22.9 billion. I'm just shy of a double. And then net income, also greatly improved to $21.3 billion um, off of the $11.6 billion in 2019. So solid numbers coming out of Amazon. And if we really dig through the whole entire report, the numbers were fantastic. Um, and, you know, really, you take a look at Amazon, and it's just diversifying more and more and more into more techni technology industries, um, getting into more global markets. And I think that Amazon is going to be around for a very long time. I think they're capitalizing on the stay-at-home trend, and I think they're going to do even better. The stock is flat today. I think by the end of the year, it pushes to 4000 I think you nibble on it right now if you don't own any. Um, you know, I did like it under 3,200. I was calling it a buy all the way back at 3,150. I'm um, saying, you know, this is way undervalued. It continues to be way undervalued. I think 3,376 right now, um, I think it can move a lot higher. I think 4,000 is more the number for Amazon. Now, it does trade at a significant premium already, but when you're talking to a company of Amazon scale growing at this, you know, the rate of Amazon, I really do think that the stock can push higher. I think it pushes much higher. It's been a con it's been consolidating. Um, it seems in a long term uh, symmetrical wedge pattern for a long time. Uh, darn near now four or five months. Uh, so it is definitely something to pay attention to. But I do think that you put Amazon on your watch list. The numbers were fantastic out of Amazon. And I think that the company is only going to continue to grow. Now, we also have to talk about the other big dog in the game uh, when it comes to the FANG stocks. And that would be Google, Alphabet, um, you know, fourth quarter in their 2020 results. And these numbers were also solid. In fact, management led off by saying our strong fourth quarter performance with revenues of $56.9 billion was driven by search and YouTube 
as consumer and business activity recovered from earlier in the year, Google Cloud revenues were $13.1 billion for 2020 with significant ongoing momentum, and we remain focused on delivering value across growth opportunities we see. So management continues to have that bullish outlook as we come out of the pandemic. They continue to do well through the pandemic. And that is what I like to see in a company. Um, and you know, Google's had their issues. And right now, you know, they definitely do have issues when it comes to antitrust lawsuits coming down from not only our government, but some EU government. So it's definitely something to pay attention to. But really, um, and I've, I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again, if you take a look at uh, these antitrust lawsuits, uh, typically they have no effect over the long term. I don't know what they would do when it comes to Google. I mean, wh- how are they going to break Google up? I doubt they do that. Maybe a fine, but they've already fined them. It doesn't change anything. Um, they have plenty of money to pay any fine that they you know receive. So I really don't think that these are going to do much. I think it's all political. Um, I think it is all smoke coming out of our government per usual because they like to talk tough and then they don't act tough at all. Um, so I really do think that is what we are going to see. Now, taking a look, total revenues for Q4 of 2020 totaled $56.898 billion. On the full year, that closes the year out at $182.527 billion. Um, now, if you take a look at these numbers very closely, what you see is that revenues on the year increased 23%. Um, I mean, in the fourth quarter, increased 23%. On the full year, they increased quite a bit as well, from $161 billion to $182 billion. So definitely solid numbers coming out of there, but a 23% increase in revenues in fourth quarter, um, which I really do like to see. Um, Not only that, but all of their segments, besides their hedging gains, um, all increased. So if we take a look, Google Search and other came in in the fourth quarter at $31.903 billion, much better than the $27.185 billion of 2019. Uh, And we also see YouTube ads Big time increase from $4.7 billion to $6.8 billion, which I like. Google advertising, seeing a huge increase. Google uh, other, Google other, their Google other segment. So all their other services under the Google net doing well. Uh, Google services total of $52.873 billion. So definitely a huge increase over the $43 billion in 2019. Uh, You know, and you keep on seeing it. Google Cloud also getting a big jump from 2.614 billion to 3.831 billion in 2020 uh, Q4. So definitely solid numbers coming out of the company. If we take a look at the full year and the quarter, um, just big time increases across the board. But what really got me was this operating income increase in Q4. Um, If we take a look, operating income in Q4 2020 uh, totaled 15.651 billion, much better than the 9.266 billion dollars in Q4 2019, um, and that equates to a 28% operating margin, which I love to see. And then net income increased by pretty much $5 billion uh, from $10.671 billion to $15.227 billion in Q4 of 2020. So solid numbers out of the company, um, and they just continue to improve. I really like to see the fact that YouTube now is catching up. Um, it's actually doing quite well, uh, which is not surprising. You know, YouTube is becoming a facet of the American entertainment industry, more and more entertainment moving to YouTube. 
So we like to see it. Um, but, you know, it is just insane to see these numbers coming out of Google. Uh, just a few years ago, a lot of people thought, where else does Google go? I mean, it's a search engine and some cloud technology, and that's about it. But they've definitely uh, made their investments right, boosted what needed to be boosted. And these numbers are excellent coming out of Google. And no wonder the stock is up 147 today, making a new all-time high at 2,066. So what do you do when it comes to Google? I think you nibble on it. I think you buy some. Um, you know, I think this stock will definitely cool off. It's up 8% right now, nearly 7.68. So if you round it off 8%, um, but what we see here is I think this stock, it's been on a clear, strong, very strong upward trend, um, since the March low of in 2020. Uh, so what I do think happens here is that the stock continues to push higher over the long term very much, but a near term pullback, uh, cooling off, maybe retesting the 2000 level after these er, this earnings reaction cools off, I think it's possible. So nibble at it here uh, at 2066. And then if it comes down, uh, buy more. Uh, that's just how you have to do it. It's a hot stock. I think it's going to continue to do well. Um, a great earnings reaction, exactly what you'd want to see. But uh, one of my investment styles is that I don't play earnings anymore. I used to. I used to play earnings, um, and I stopped because at the end of the day, earnings are a 50-50 shot of being profitable or not. Um, therefore, I prefer to play the reaction on earnings. So now I see great numbers out of both companies, and now I can consider how do I want to buy in, um, where do I want to buy in, and which ones do I want to buy after seeing their fantastic numbers. Um, so that's exactly how I recommend doing it. I don't recommend you know loading up on calls or puts or doing a straddle prior to an earnings or, you know, any any of the above. Um, you can. You can play earnings. Sometimes it pays off big, but it really is a 50-50 shot at being successful because you could have the best numbers in the world like we did in Amazon, and the stock could still go down. So definitely be careful. Um, but digging into an individual company, as we always do, we're going to talk about Rocket Companies. Um, everyone wants to talk about Rocket Companies. Uh, Rocket Companies is a major holding company consisting of major financial services entities such as Rocket Mortgage, Rocket Homes, and Rocket Auto. Um, now, in more general terms, Rocket Companies provides financial services for for customers uh, throughout many industries, such as real estate and auto industries. Taking a brief look at Rocket Company's history, uh, Rocket went public in mid-2020, eventually then moving moving to a low thereafter. Um, up until recently, the stock has been largely inactive, pretty much flat, uh, but given the company's upcoming earnings, many are led to wonder if Rocket is a buy. Um, in recent news, the stock also received a boost from the announcement that Rocket Mortgage launched a mortgage broker directory, leading shares even higher. And then not only that, but Rocket has recently formed partnerships with an impressive lineup of companies. Um, in my opinion, you take a look. They have recently formed partnerships with Realtor.com and Charles Schwab, both of which is going to open up huge opportunities to gain even more customers Um for Rocket Companies, which is great stuff. Uh, lastly, one of the most recent developments was that Rocket Companies' an, uh, announcement that the Rocket Board um, of Directors approved a $1 billion share repurchase program. So they're buying back stock. I like to see it. Um, that's great for the shareholder. So taking a look, a lot of positive news on Rocket and not a lot of stock reaction. Uh, we take a look at Rocket Company's stock and we see that, you know, it's up, you know, it's up 3% today, but it's been flat. I mean, it really has been flat since its IPO right after IPO. 
Um, it went up to roughly uh, 31 bucks a share, and then it immediately fell. Now it's at 21. It's 10 bucks lower. Um, so I definitely do like to see it. I think racket companies can move higher, especially if they deliver solid numbers. But taking a look at the last quarter, um, they delivered a beat with an EPS of a dollar 21, much better than the uh, EPS of a dollar dollar nine cents. Um, and it didn't stop there. As for revenues, uh, total revenues landed at 4.634 billion, representing a 186 percent gain compared to the Q3 2019 total revenues level um, of 1.620 billion. So definitely huge increases in revenue. Not only that, but net income also increased to 2.995 billion dollars, uh, and that's an increase of 506 percent on a year-over-year basis. So a solid um, increase both in revenues and net income. Love to see it. Now, Rocket further impressed on earnings with Q3 closed loan origination volume totaling $88.982 billion. That's a lot better than, uh, you know, last year level. In fact, it's 122% better. Um, Now, while the gain on net margin increased uh, also by 37% to 4.52% in Q3 of 2020. So a huge increase also in net margin increase in origination volume on closed loans. Uh, so definitely good numbers coming out of rocket companies. And I really do like to see these numbers. I mean, just remarkable numbers with no stock reaction. It's quite surprising. Now, when it comes to cost, rocket companies did report an increase in total expenses by 46% to $1.639 billion, which is to be expected given the insane growth that the company saw, you know, you got to spend money to make money. That's how it works. Um, when it comes to companies. So definitely an increase, you know, in this number makes sense. Uh, not a huge gigantic increase on the big scale of things. So it was definitely something to look at, definitely something to see. Um, so I don't see that as a big negative. Now, taking a look at what management said about the quarter, they said, quote, in the midst of the pandemic, we were able to help an unprecedented number of Americans buy and refinance homes, providing financial relief through our tech-driven platform and award-winning service, CEO Jay Farner said. Remarkable numbers. And, you know, the fact that they could help people um, is amazing. People refinance and buy homes, which the real estate market has been on fire. So it makes sense that they are doing well. Now, rounding out the quarter, it is important to note that the company assisted more clients in the third quarter than any other quarter in history. Um, in the company's history, uh, only going to show that Rocket Companies continues to grow um, on a year-over-year basis, on a quarter-over-quarter basis, the company continues to grow. Management also delivered Q4 guidance, which maintains Rocket's bullish outlook. Uh, the company expects closed loan volume to land between 88 to $93 billion. That's better than the quarter we just saw, um, and an increase of 73 to 83%. Uh, furthermore, management expects net rate lock volume to total $80 billion to $87 billion in Q4, uh, representing an 82% increase in net rate lock volume. Uh, now, finally, gain on sales margin is expected to land between 3.8% and 4.1%, which is roughly an 11 to 20% increase um, for Q4. Now, shifting into the balance sheet, the numbers aren't terrible, um, but I would definitely like to see quite a bit of improvement. Um, you see a total debt of $29 billion, total liabilities of $37 billion, total assets of $37 billion, and a cash and short-term investments of $3.4 billion. So a little more debt and liabilities than there is total assets and cash. I want to see those total assets and cash overtake um, the liabilities and debt. Um, so definitely an increase in both total assets and cash to short-term investments would be remarkable. Um, when it comes to valuation, it's currently trading at a price to book of 128 times roughly and a price to cash flow of roughly 3.5. Um, so I definitely would like to see the balance sheet improve um, to partially justify the multiple on it. But I do think that rocket companies can move higher and most of the analysts do as well with the mean price target sitting at 25 bucks a share pretty much at 24.55 um so that's roughly a 10% upside
um, 13.9% to be exact. And then the high price target is $30 per share, which is just under 40% gain. Um, and then the low price target is 19, which is roughly an 11% downside. I think the stock continues to move higher in my personal opinion. Um, I really do think that it's been flat for quite a while. They're turning out solid numbers. Um, so I think the stock can move higher. Um, and you know, when it comes to the big money, the, you know, the institutions own 66.91% of rocket um rocket companies um and it currently sits with top holders as Invesco Advisors, uh, Catalonia Investments, and the Vanguard Group. So, you know, solid stuff across the board. A few issues with the balance sheet, um, but I think those can definitely all be worked out. And in short, Rocket Companies is a solid long-term pick with consistent long-term growth, a strong customer base, solid partnerships with major companies, and the real estate market continues to maintain its strength. So, you know, what do I think overall about Rocket Companies? I do think it's a buy here. Um, I think it's a buy at 2163-ish. I think it's a buy anywhere under 22. I think it's going to be very much um, a solid company. Now, there's not much, you know, I say anything under 22. I like anything under 22. Um, you know, we can all determine our levels. It looks like the stock has consistently been topping out at around 2250 and then pulling back down to 20. Um, so I like it here at 2164. Maybe on those earnings, it moves higher. Um, it looks like the earnings are the 25th. So there is quite a while until we see those numbers, but I do think that they're going to deliver solid numbers. Um, cause I think more and more people continue to buy real estate. Um, so definitely a name to keep your eye on. Now, shifting into the watch list to round out the show today. Um, and if I take a look at a map of the overall market and what's going on, I see the FANG stocks are mixed. I see Apple and Amazon down, but I see Microsoft uh, and Google up. I see Facebook, you know, down. I see Disney down, Netflix down. Um, I really do like Netflix and I do really do like Disney. I think those two are, you know, my favorite streaming plays personally. Roku would probably come in third for me, um, but I like all three. I definitely think you take a look at Disney and Netflix as they continue to move lower here. Um, I see Apple and Amazon down. I think those are great buys still. I think Apple continues to move higher. It definitely gave us some deals last week. My oh my. Um, if we take a look right now, it's at 134. Um, and that's up compared to where it was. It was under 130 briefly. So I really do like Apple. Uh, Amazon, I like anywhere. I mean, if I had to pick a price right now, the ideally buy it would be 3200 But I really do like it um, here at 3375 I think that if you can get it anywhere under $3,400, i will raise that target. Um, anywhere under 3400 on a long-term basis, you're very safe. And I think that the company continues to grow. Um, Taiwan semi down 1.66%. Um, you know, a lot of these semiconductors continue to push lower. AMD at 87, I love it. I think you buy it. Um, and but NVIDIA is flat at uh, 547. That stock's been quite inactive too. I think you can nibble on NVIDIA as well. Uh, Salesforce, I think it's a buy still. 234, I think this stock pushes the all-time highs eventually after all the merger news gets out of the way. And I think this company could potentially push all the way back up to highs around, uh, I believe, 280. Uh, so definitely a lot of upside in Salesforce for the long-term and mid-term. Uh, Shopify, you know, 1225. A lot of people ask me about this stock. Just know it's very volatile. Um, I like it around 1200 bucks a share. I think in the long term, it continues to push higher. It definitely is trading at a big premium, but Shopify, I think is going to be one of the key e-commerce players for probably the next decade, if not way longer. Um, so I definitely do like it. Uh, as for a few of the smaller names, uh, compared to the big fang stocks and some of the most popular names, 
I'm taking a look. You know, I see a lot of healthcare names that are kind of in the red today. I see a J and J and a Merck, um, and a Bristol Myers uh, down. I think any of those stocks are very safe uh, places to put your money, and the dividends are all solid on them. So I do like those names. I see some fintech plays down today. I see Square down, uh, just up actually, just turning up. But I think if Square or PayPal pulls back even more, um, I definitely do think they're buy buys. Um, I think Berkshire Class B shares are a buy. Um, I don't really know if anyone listening to the show would buy Class A. Um, but Class B share Berkshire Hathaway. I think Berkshire Hathaway is a solid long term hold as well. I think it's a solid place to put your money if you're looking to diversify. I think you can pick up some Berkshire. Um, when it comes to Starbucks, I see it at 101, back over 100. I don't like it over 100. I prefer it down in the mid-90s, um, if not low 90s. Those earnings numbers were great that they turned out, but they weren't great enough to justify for me $100 per share yet. Um, I think the stock does push, you know, probably the 120-ish by the end of the year. But right now, I think that stock is a little more downside in my personal opinion. It'll be interesting to see if we get it. Um, and then Tesla. Right now, currently trading at 859. It's been flat for the past, I'd say, two weeks now. I'm currently down 1.48%. I think it's a solid name. I think Tesla's one of the best EV ways, you know, best play best ways to play the EV game, the electric vehicle space. Um, so Tesla or Neo, I think are two solid picks. Um, GM is another solid pick for me, but I definitely do like Tesla the most. So overall, a mixed market today. Honeywell and GE are two that I'm eyeing as you know, as you all know, I'm very bullish on Boeing, Lockheed Martin, and RTX, uh, Raytheon. So definitely some names to check out and watch. Um, and some of those names are doing well today. Uh, so definitely keep an eye on that uh, aerospace-related uh, sector. Um, GE and Honeywell, big relation to aerospace. I really do like Honeywell. They're getting in the software stuff now. Um, and I think that's going to probably benefit the company as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Honeywell does in the future. But those are all names I'm liking. I'm also liking Visa um, and MasterCard. Those are two names to check out. The banks today are green. Uh, Wells Fargo up 2%. JPM up roughly a percent. Um, my favorite banks, as I've said, JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs, and Wells Fargo. I think you buy all three. Um, if you want, you know, exposure to the bank sector or just buy a bank ETF, financial sector ETF. Those are also ones to check out. Um, and you know, on when it comes to ETFs, there's so many ETFs that you should have ETFs in your portfolio. Um, they give you exposure to broad um, growth sectors, um, but they decrease that risk that you take on personally um, versus, you know, say one uh, single stock. Uh, so definitely something to check out. But that is it for the show. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money podcast. Check out um, Passive. We did an interview uh, with Passive uh, just a few weeks ago. Go check it out. It's an awesome investing platform in which uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and programming uh, helps manage your portfolio and takes a lot of pressure off of you. So definitely go check out Passive, I believe, at Passive.com. Go check it out. Um, also, check out runningwiththemoney.com where we drop all of our breakdowns on all of the individual stocks that we go through here on the podcast as well. Um, and if you want some sick uh, stock market merchandise, go to runningwiththemoney.shop. Um, check, uh, you know, check it out. Some awesome stuff there. And I believe it's like 20% off right now. So definitely go check that out. And uh, that's about it. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on. And I'll see you Friday. Friday. 